So I've been waiting to share this conversation with you. I actually had it earlier in the queue, but I wanted to actually save it towards the end of season two. And we just have a couple more episodes left, this one and one more after this for season two. Prayer is such an important part of my life and such a vital part of my life. And I happened to come across a beautiful spoken word piece months and months ago towards the beginning of 2020. And I was so struck by the spoken word and how concisely and how powerfully it was put regarding prayer. And so when I found out the original author of the spoken word, I had to sit down with her and have a conversation. And so you get to be a part of this conversation of me meeting Bethany for the first time. And she is just an incredible young woman who loves God and is so has such a way of articulating the language of prayer in a way that connects to us on a day-to-day. And so I cannot wait for you to hear this particular conversation and all of the wisdom nuggets that she drops in this. You can definitely get a sense of her heart. You're just going to want to be her bestie after this conversation. Um, I'll definitely leave show like links, um, show notes, um, links in my show notes for you to find her. Um, And again, the music playing in the background is for my good friend, Tanya Ilyashova. It's a song that she produced and it's called Home and it's featuring the singer Yvonne Park. So now definitely get ready. You might want to take some notes again on this one. I know I've said that a couple times in this season, but I'm telling you, there's some like quotable things in here. So just definitely sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with my new friend, Bethany Milne. A friend of mine from church posted up a spoken word piece um, that I thought was incredible. And it's so succinctly and so powerfully talked about prayer, especially in the Christian faith. And when I did a little digging, I found out who the author was and I was able to track her down. She's in the UK and she agreed to sit down and have a conversation with us today. And I'm so excited and so thrilled. So let me introduce to you guys, my new friend, Bethany. So hi, Bethany. Hello. Thank you so much for finding me. You did a great job. Um, and I was honored. I don't consider myself a particular celebrity or anything. So yeah, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Oh man, you are, you are famous and you're definitely famous in heaven. So we, we definitely, we want to know more about you and just more about your story. And so we'll kind of dive right in to your piece, your spoken word piece that I found. What prompted that? And uh, yeah, what's sort of the story behind that piece? Yeah, I think like most of my spoken words, and I haven't written a whole load, but a good handful, it usually comes from feeling quite passionate about something. So either a conversation that I have with someone, and I think it was around this time, I can't remember like a specific event, um, but I was at school, the Christian secondary school, um, and just realizing that the majority of people around me weren't praying, and that prayer had this sort of stigma to it. And I was actually starting a prayer meeting at the time at lunch times and there wasn't a huge uptake um, at first. I think we grew to about 16 um, towards the end when I was leaving that school. Um, but just this sense of like, what is prayer? Like when I read the Bible and I saw that Jesus 
often prayed himself um, taught us how to pray you know use this language like when you pray and this is how you pray and so I thought to myself there's got to be more you know than what we just hear from around us and so it kind of started with that thought process um, at the same time my church were kind of growing in this idea of we need to pray more and so I think we went from like a couple of prayer meetings a week and actually now it's 24 7 um we've got 24 7 prayer um going at all nations in Wolverhampton so really exciting stuff that God's doing um but yeah just a passion to tell people that prayer works and it's needed as Christians wow oh my goodness that's incredible and you said how large was when you were doing this in secondary school, how large large was that that prayer meeting? Yeah, only about sixteen of us. Um but that's, you know there were that huge. So, <laughs> um yeah, and it was mainly peers, but then I think my siblings were also in the years below and kind of came along and brought some of their friends. So yeah, and we prayed on lunch times. I think it was Friday. That's yeah. incredible. I just want to encourage those that are listening that are on campuses or if you are in secondary school or in high school as we call it here in the states um you don't need a large a large group a large crowd um you know to pray um man what was sort of your strategy like in praying like with those 16 you know of you guys what what did you what was sort of the strategy yeah, I don't know if we had a massive one. Um, it was it's kind of the idea was turning people back to the Lord. And um, I think something that has often moved me is, is luke, lukewarmness, half-heartedness. And I have kind of feel this frustration, like, come on, you're either all in or you're out. Like the Bible talks about, you know, being hot or cold, but not in the middle. Um, and so I guess the thought behind having that prayer meeting was just, come on, let's raise up burning ones, people that are on fire for Jesus. Um, people that aren't kind of in the world and and not in the world but people that are saying yeah we're all in we're all in for this and I guess maybe I didn't have all the teaching to give and so it's kind of like let's just pray let's just ask God what he wants to do Um, yeah and and it was great I think I saw a change in the lives that came there was a real hunger in them that really came out as we prayed and and also just growth as well seeing people go from not kind of being afraid to pray out loud to, to actually wanting to Wow. You touched on something for me that I've been discovering in the body um, where I'm at locally. I, I've recently um, uh, joined a, a new church home. The Lord sort of called me back to my hometown and um, I came from uh, a church that I'd been in for about 12 years that is just very passionate about intercession and turning hearts, you know, to the Lord. And, you know, you would have the lead pastors in prayer meetings, you know, many multiple times throughout the week. So not just on a Sunday, not just on a Wednesday, you know, it was a constant heartbeat and it wasn't a chore at all. It was, that was a place where for me personally, and I know for my pastors, we were finding Jesus. We were finding and experiencing the presence of God. You know, it's often, you know, it's like, it's not us trying to change God, you know, mostly it's us being changed in the process of prayer. And, but what I found in this new place that the Lord has um, positioned me or, or um, has me, um, I found that many people are afraid of prayer. You know, I kind of took for granted this, 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 the, the culture that I was around previously, and it was a blessing 
Yeah. But I felt like the Lord's like, the rest of my body needs to understand and see the beauty and the importance yeah. of, of prayer. And so what would you sort of say to those that are really struggling with prayer and they're, they're really afraid because that's actually something I literally have said to, I've, you know, had conversations with others about like, I've not really encountered um, fear of prayer, you know, cause I actually, you know, I grew up praying, you know, since the age of, you know, six and seven. And so it's very, it's as natural to me as talking to you. Um, but what, what would you say to someone who's afraid? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's natural to be afraid of things we don't understand or haven't experienced. Um, I'd say ask the Holy Spirit for help. It might seem countercultural, counter what you said in terms of afraid to pray, but pray. Um, I kind of say just start, you know, ask, ask the Holy Spirit. I think it's in John 14. It says the Holy Spirit will be a helper and will teach you and remind you of all things. And I think it's crazy, but God even wants to help us learn how to talk to him. Like he, he cares yes. so much that it's not like, oh, I need to have everything all together and I need to be an intercessor before I can come to you. Um, we grow in prayer by praying, just as we grow in fitness by being by doing exercise. And it's challenging at first. Um, yes. You know, just a metaphor with running. It's not comfortable at first. Like your first run, you might think I'm never going to run again. Um, but just doing manageable things. And doing it regularly, I think you'll begin to begin to love prayer, um, and yeah. also realizing who Jesus is, who God is, and we do that through the Word. And when we read and we see, oh wow, that that's who you are, you know, in Colossians two, that description of how incredible Jesus is, um, you know, before all things, the first, and and you think actually I get to talk to Him, like that that changes your whole perspective. And so, I guess seeing who God is by reading the Word and just starting just starting and asking for help. Oh, I think that's great. I think that's great. Yeah. I was having another conversation that some of the listeners and the viewers might've have heard as well. And um, I was asking someone about their faith journey, how they even came to faith and they were really awakened to faith by the word of God, you know? Mm -hmm. And I love how you, you said, just start, you know, Mm -hmm. so many times we think we have to have it all together or we need to, yeah, you know, know certain things. And I think that really takes the pressure off of us. I mean, it's the Lord that really is carrying the, the heavy yeah. portion, you know, his, mm-hmm. he's carrying the yoke really. And it's, and his is light and easy, he tells us. And so I yeah. think really just starting is, is brilliant. And something I sort of said in casual conversation to someone, you know, if you can talk to someone on the telephone, you know, without seeing them, you can yeah. talk to God. You know, it's, 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 you know, as natural, yeah. you know, as, as that as well. And so I'm curious, what was your um, journey into faith and how did you come to know Jesus personally? Uh, so I've had the privilege of growing up in a Christian home. Um, so my parents are both pastors and um, I really saw what it meant to follow Jesus every day uh, modeled. So my parents would be wow. up 5.30, 6am praying, reading the Bible um, and so I saw not hypocrisy, which unfortunately is some people's story when they're pastors' kids, um, but I saw the real deal and I thought, you know, it's really real to them. And so really, I've not known a day where I haven't followed Jesus, where I haven't um, thought he, that he was real. And I think that's an incredible testimony to have. Um, that's not to say my life has been a complete roller, like a complete mountain climb of, you know, highs and 
there's definitely been times where I've had questions and you know had moments where I've realized oh no my heart's going cold like I've wandered away and I'm not in that same place and so it's a constant journey but I've always been um I think maybe at the age of five I said a prayer or something like that but I've been a Christian for as long as I can remember wow that's incredible um so you had moments though in your walk with the Lord where um you said this phrase when your heart grew cold and you know for those that are just in the beginning you know maybe of their their Christian walk or you know just in this time in this day and age in this culture where they they're feeling sort of weary what was what was sort of the thing that lit your heart back on fire um for God yeah that's a really good question and yeah i think getting to a place where i realized i needed him again is often i find that it's it's hunger that drives us into places of closeness and intimacy and so you know, when i'm kind of apathetic half-hearted and you know i have i have a quiet time every day daily time with jesus and there are times where i just i'm not feeling hungry and um, it's it's crazy how your hunger can determine how much you receive. And it, it's almost like God saying, how much do you actually want me? Come on, long for me, yearn for me. And I'm willing to like feed you and satisfy your thirst. Um, practically, I guess it is getting, opening the Bible sometimes and just, just praying through a scripture. I know that when I realized I felt distant, I might open up the Psalms read a psalm, pray over the psalm and keep reading it until I start to believe it, until I start to feel his presence close. Um, so yeah, I guess reading the word and praying and also getting alongside others, that um, so like family, um, parents, spouses, friends, and just saying, I'm feeling distant. Will you pray with me? Will you, will you help me? Like, what do you think? So? Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. I think that is community and and locking arms with others is so key mm-hmm. in our walk with God. Um, we're yeah. not meant to do it alone. And, and yeah. I would encourage those that feel as though they've not been able to find mm-hmm. the right community or the right church family, or they feel like they're better off as a lone ranger or a lone wolf. Um, I would just encourage you to, to step into a church and to, to, to find out where there, there's community. How, I mean, you kind of had a, a, a built-in community because, you know, you grew up in the church. Yeah. Um, but how would you sort of encourage those that are, mm. they're looking for community um, and where to really start? That's a, yeah, good question. And it's something I didn't really have to consciously think about till I went to university and I moved away from my family community. And yeah, getting connected to a local church Uh, really plugging in and saying you know I'm going to be planted here like not going to be swayed Uh, might not always agree with everything 100% um, but I'm going to be planted is that is an important thing Um, I don't know what it's like over in America but we have small groups or life groups that sort of thing where it's smaller groups between homes and I'd say that's such a good a good thing to join and get part of um, it's like a family, isn't it, in the church and a place yeah. where you can be accountable, um, where you can really talk about things that you're going through and, and read the Bible and things together. So I'd yeah. say those are two great ways, a local church and, and a small group within that. Yeah, I think that that is great. And yeah, we do absolutely, uh, in particular churches, um, have small groups, life groups, uh, yeah. things like that. And so, yeah, I know it can be intimidating, you know, to step mm-hmm. into, you know, a group of people that you're just like, they all know each other. I'm, I'm new, but, you know, I, I'm constantly reminded um, in Proverbs where it talks about, you know, in order to, to have a friend, 
really, you want to be a friend first. It's extending uh, that, taking that first step. And often we are um, waiting for so many things to come to us. Um, but I feel like the Lord is right there with you. He's right there by your side as you're stepping into these places. Um, and that's where I find, you know, the adventure of God, that's, it begins in these places. And I honestly feel like the adventure with God begins in prayer. And, and that's one of the, the reasons why I was kind of meditating on this uh, with the Lord um, just this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, well, you know, why, you know, why do I love prayer so much? I mean, you know, sometimes I know I'm not feeling like I want to pray, you know, but like I, I've been so drawn to prayer and, and number one, because you do feel that connection to the Lord and you do start to feel his presence. And when we say his presence, it's like, we start to feel peace. You know, the anxiety begins to wash away. Um, we get clarity on maybe the things that we've been praying for, or just, again, just that peace that surpasses all understanding that just kind of overrides all the thoughts that are going on in our, our mind. And that comes as often as a byproduct of being with the Lord mm-hmm. and praying and asking too what's on his heart. Mm-hmm. But I find, you know, I'm, we're made for adventure. We're made, you know, the word says that eternity has been set in our hearts. And so we long for, for more, you know, and the more of God. And, and I feel like prayer, it, it brings us into that adventure with God as well. Mm-hmm. And so, um, for those that might think that prayer is just boring, what I loved about your spoken word, you know, it's like, it, it's not just restricted to um, a certain place, you know, yeah. it's not just restricted to, you know, or it's just for a special group of people. It is, mm. it's for everyone. And I think it opens up to the landscape of, of God's story for us corporately, like for the body at large, you know, because God's about family, but also for us individually, which is really incredible. Um, I would love for you to share, um, you know, one of the things I love talking about um, in these conversations mm-hmm. is relationships and romantic relationships, especially um, mm-hmm. in context of Christian relationships and Christian marriages. Yeah. And um, can you share with us a little bit about your your journey? You know, if you were, you know, how long are you single? Are you married now? And, and what, sort of wisdom did you gain along the way uh, in that journey? Yeah, great, great question. Um, so I've, I've been married nearly a year in June. Um, Yay, and congrats. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Um, a lot of my peers thought that was quite young, so I'm still at university. I'm 21 now. Um, but I hadn't had a boyfriend before him, so um, it was when I started university two Septembers ago, um, we met for the first time and we met in a small group. So there's another incentive for joining one <laughs> Yeah, at church. And we just got to know each other. And it really was the opposite of love at first sight in terms of... Really? Both of us can honestly say we weren't thinking, oh, I'm going to marry that person at all when we first met each other. Um, and so, yeah, we started to grow to like each other. And, and I kind of felt like, you know, maybe I can marry him. I didn't vocalize that to him um, and I really wanted to do it right so I'd had yeah I just wanted to do everything in the light and you know as open and honestly and I'd listened to loads of dating messages how to date and all of this so I told my family I said I think there might be someone I could see myself marrying and wow. I, I don't know but I think I like him so they were all praying and, and he didn't know um, and we started dating in April April time so it wasn't wasn't anything from September right through to that April um then we got engaged in the December and married in the following June so it was it was quite quick but um 
Yeah, we, we did lots of things to try and be intentional. So we had uh, couples that we were accountable to, uh, both awesome. a couple that were in their like 70s and um, that had been married for quite a long time. And we met with them every so often and just, you know, ask questions. And, and also a couple who had just got married in our church as well. Um, and then we also drew up a list of boundaries. So we had a list of things we were going to do we weren't going to do and kind of what the purpose was of our dating so we tried to define okay where are we headed with this and and because of that boundaries we actually didn't kiss until our wedding day and so our first kiss was on our wedding day wow um, looking back we're so grateful that we were as intentional as we were Uh, even though our friends often didn't understand and thought we were way too you know way too strict about it um yeah I think it is great to be intentional and married life is so good so far so yeah that's that is incredible and that's encouraging I love to hear the many different ways that the Lord brings people together and there's a couple different things I want to touch on and kind of dig a little bit deeper on um in regards to the story so what were some um, dating series or series as well, some dating um, uh, teachings that were highlighted to you prior to you stepping into this relationship, which maybe one or two that left an impact on your yeah. heart and why? So I listened to a, a Mike Bickle Q&A. So he's um, leads IHOP yep. and he did it with a, a couple of others and his wife and, and they were in couples. And when I first heard it, it set such a high bar. So they were the ones that said, you know, no kissing till your wedding day, if you can help it. And, you know, really harsh things and challenging things like asking straight away, are you addicted to porn? Like, and that's not the sort of question that you go for, is it or anything? So really intentional and talking about eternal perspectives as well. Like what's the purpose of marriage for eternity? Mm. Um, And so that was one that really stuck out to me. Um, I read a couple of books. I'm trying to remember what they're called. I think there's one, A Gift from God, A Gift Wrapped by God or something. can't remember who it was by, but I can I can try and find it. Um, yeah, that was we'll, just find, about it. we'll find it. Yeah. Of saving yourself and being pure. Um, and probably a whole load of others that I can't remember who said what. Yeah, yeah, um, no, this is, this is great. When you talked about the, um, Mike Bickle sharing about the eternal, Um, aspect of marriage what was what was a takeaway from that you know because this is maybe the first time someone's even hearing like an eternal perspective on marriage like what are you talking about what does that mean yeah yeah. it's an idea that's actually quite um we also heard in Francis and Lisa Chen um they write a book called you and me forever and we read that as we were dating and um it talks about this idea that actually as a married couple it's not forever in terms of one day you know, we'll be in heaven, we'll be with God. Um, I'm really just looking at this idea that marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. Wow. Um, that, you know, Christ is the groom and the church is the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if marriage is basically trying to show the world, this is what God wants with us, then how should we, how should we live in a way that points to him? That when people look at our marriage, they think, wow, I want to know God because of your marriage and the way that wow. you overlook each other's the way that you forgive the way that you prefer and lift up that that makes me want a relationship with God um and so kind of just seeing a bigger picture a bigger perspective that marriage isn't about our happiness and mm-hmm. what we can you know accumulate for ourselves the family mm-hmm. we might make but it's about mm-hmm. actually using it for God's glory wow 
as well as those things. Yeah. Wow. You are full of such wisdom at such a young age. I mean, just incredible. Can you share with us what you're studying um, at university or what you're, yeah, what you're studying right now? Yeah, I'm doing, so I'm doing law at the moment. I'm actually about a month away from finishing. Um, And interestingly, we'll be taking all my exams at home for my final year. So that's a first, but with all that's happening at the moment. Um, yeah so yeah enjoying that it's it's definitely challenging um but it's a way that I feel that I can also be a voice and an influence as with my spoken poetry yeah Yeah. wow that is in that's incredible um there was another question I wanted to ask you um in regards to relationships and you know you uh, wow I'm just in awe of this love story right now (laughs) Honestly, I'm, if you can share, I don't know, uh, let me know if you don't want to share, but just the background uh, of your now husband, did he also grow up in a Christian home? Um, wh- I'm very curious about his background and how you guys were able to really um, mesh and, and join together. Yeah. So Tom had also grown up in a Christian home. Um, when he was 11 years old, his mom passed away. And um, it really led to him finding God in a real way for himself. He says that was the time that he realized, okay, who are you, God? Because I need you in this season. Um, I think his experience of relationships was slightly different. So he'd had a few girlfriends in secondary school. I'm sure he won't mind me saying. Um, okay. I, I don't think they were very serious. They were more, you know, maybe lasting a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Um, but then he had he decided he'd went, he'd gone on a gap year after secondary school after high school mm-hmm. um, with YWAM, and he'd decided in that year you know this is what my perspective is on relationships and and I'm going to wait for the right person, um, and so yeah from from a year before he started university he wasn't dating anyone he was kind of just thinking I'm just going to wait now for for the right person, and so when we got to know each other we're both in a similar position we're both not just wanting to date casually, we, you know, mm-hmm. dating about marriage. Um, and so, yeah, we, our, our backgrounds feel quite similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Tom's dad loves the Lord and, and his family do as well. And so it's great. It's a blessing actually that we have that when I know a lot of families aren't necessarily the same. Or, yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's, you touched on something there as well when it comes to when you're, who you're marrying, you're also, in many ways, marrying into the families oh, um, yeah. as well. And that's yeah. honestly something that I've been praying into a lot more. Um, those I've been listening to me for a while, they know my story, but I have been single um, for mm-hmm. majority of my entire life. I'm now 40 and mm-hmm. believing yeah, the Lord. <laughs> Thank you. I've asked the Lord to preserve me until the day, <laughs> but um yeah, I am, I've recently just been praying, you know, that I have seasons where I'll pray for my marriage and just pray for my future husband. And, um, and there's other seasons where the Lord's just like completely lay it down and, and just lock eyes with me. And um, it's been a journey. It's been, um, you know, very intense. Not what I thought I was going to be married, honestly, at your age with, you know, five, six, seven children, you know, yeah. by age 30 and the Lord completely shifted things. But it was, it's, it's so good. But what I've been praying for 
recently is my future in-laws, my future family, um, because I feel like there's legacy on both sides um, that the Lord is wanting to get glory from. And I, again, I don't know that maybe I know this person, maybe I don't, but I love that you mentioned um, your husband's family um, also knew God and are passionate lovers Mm -hmm. of God as well, which I think that's something I just want to encourage those that are watching and listening, you know, something that Bethany shared earlier too, it's, you know, marriage is not just about us, you know, especially if we're in the Christian faith and we know, we know Jesus, like it's, it is meant to be a picture outward to others and really for people to experience the love of God as well through your marriage. And, um, and so that extends to your, you know, your extended family, all of that as well. So to kind of keep that in consideration, what would you say to those like myself? Like I'm, I, I'm always gleaning uh, mm-hmm. wisdom from those that are younger, those that are older, those that are dating, those that are single. But what would you say to those that are in the waiting period? You know, you you had a waiting period as well. You know, your husband now you know, was your very first boyfriend. And, and some I feel, you know, it's like the culture says like you should be dating quite a bit in mm-hmm. order to, to be out there. And I know there's many different views on, on that, but I really want to speak to those that have been single, you know, honestly, if you've been single for, you know, since you're until you're 20 or 40, like me, or even long, you know, 50 or 60, or you're recently divorced and you've just been waiting or widowed and you've been waiting. What would you say to those that are in that place um, of how to be encouraged? um, And they they long for marriage as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't understand the way God works or how his timing works, but, I guess trusting that he's good and not doubting that um yeah and also not seeing singleness as second class mm. it's not sub to marriage and I know you might say well that's easy for you to say you're married um but really trying to understand actually you know Paul talks about it's better to be single but if you have to get married get married and you know that's a questionable it's it's an interesting Bible verse yeah yeah um but actually realizing that you know being married doesn't make you complete as a, as an individual, as a single. Um, our identity is in Christ first and foremost. And actually when we come together, it doesn't work if you're incomplete and hoping that marriage will make you better. Um, it will be, yeah, you'll probably be disappointed. Um, <laughs> so it's better to be a whole person anyway. Um, but yeah, just, I guess, reminding yourself that actually it's not worse off. It's not second class. Um and I guess praying for grace as well, asking the Lord to, you know, help and yeah. um, yeah. comfort to be the one that you love most. And yeah. challenge I've found actually being married is keeping God as my first love. And so there are challenges in every season. You can almost think, well, when I'm there, then I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not necessarily true. There are still times I wake up and feel low or feel like, oh, I don't want to do work today or I don't feel like I look very pretty. Whatever it is, those thoughts don't just go away when you get married. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's not to put down marriage in any way. It's it's just the reality, isn't it? That whatever season we're in, it's mm-hmm. still a decision to believe who God says we are um, and to find our identity in him first. Yeah, yeah, I completely Absolutely. agree. And I think too, um, you know, something you mentioned about your your husband um, when he took a gap year and he went with YWAM and can you, can you explain to those that might not know about YWAM, what that is? Um, yeah. just sort of a succinct thing. Cause yeah. I think that's incredible. I know friends that did that as well, but 
I would love yeah. for you to kind of share. It's like, um, I think it's youth with a mission. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like a, a missions year abroad. And so they spend a certain amount of months being trained and discipled and going through, well, why do you believe this? And, you know, Tom was saying it was such a good time because he, he often, his answers initially were, well, because I've always been taught that. And so really questioning mm-hmm. why we believe the things we do. And then the last part is spent on mission or in outreach, as they call it. And so he was in Thailand, in rural areas, in the slums, um, helping build schools, helping tell people about Jesus, spending time with Buddhist monks there and and just and just having conversations. And and so, yeah, it's it's two pronged sort of discipleship and and learning and then going out and and being a blessing to communities. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Um, My friends that have done YWAM, um, for the most part, had such incredible times with God and oddly enough have also been prepared for marriage uh, as well through that journey, um, which has been really incredible. But I say all that and I wanted to kind of just share with you guys about YWAM because um, it leads me to this whole thing about adventure with God. And that's sort of the theme that, you know, I've been on personally. Um, But I think as, you know, you're waiting or as you're in your season of singleness, there there is still an adventure with God to be had. Mm. There, there are, there's still a field um, that you can be in and, and there's still purpose to live in. And um, I think, you know, sometimes we get so insular. We're so belly button focused as, as I call it, you know, we're just <laughs> looking at us and yes, you know, our, our pain is, is, is valid and it's real, but it's, it's interesting yeah. when you kind of, stop navel gazing, you stop looking at your own belly button and you just kind of look up and you look out and how things begin um, mm-hmm. to shift as well. And so um, how I'm curious, um, you have such a strong background in, in ministry. Um, mm-hmm. Are you connected to ministry now? And, and what in ministry are you doing? What has God sort of put on your heart in this season to be doing? Yeah. So I think I've been, I'm, I'd like to think I'm quite creative, which is where the poetry comes from. Um, but I, I like music. I like playing piano and singing and things. So I've been involved in worship for a bit at church. Um, I've done a little bit of leading here and there, but still kind of feel like I'm growing in that gifting. Um, but actually in the last year, the last 12 months or so, I've actually done a few preaching things as well. So um, I spoke at a youth weekend away. Um, and also at my church, my home church here, a couple of times now. So it was definitely scary at first. And when my dad asked me, I was just thinking, why would you ask me um, to preach? Like, why do you think I could preach? And I think actually that dependency and that need drove me to really, you know, to attract God's presence because he wants people who say, I can't do it. Like, I need I need you to help. Um, exactly. Yeah, involved in that. I'm also on like integration teams, so just kind of mingling with people after services. Um, Tom and I lead a student small group. Um, So a few different things. In terms of where do I see myself going ministry-wise, I think that I'll always be involved in church. I like like being involved in worship and potentially speaking at different things. Um, Mm -hmm. But I primarily feel a calling to the secular workplace Mm-hmm. Um, and to being a, a voice of truth and, you know, God's standard in that, in a potentially dark area. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I'm curious, where can people um, find you? Um, where and where is your local church now in case that there's those um, that are listening that are in the UK? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. You can find me on Bethany Milne. I, I don't particularly have a large following. I'm not, I've not tried to create one. Um, and so that's about the only place. My dad does do YouTube vlogging. My dad's probably a bit more well-known than I am. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Yeah, I'm All Nations Christian Centre in Wolverhampton is where I'm at at the moment. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. And so um, I love that you are stepping into uh, preaching and teaching and and sharing as well. Um, and then you mentioned worship and that you are musically inclined. I'm curious, um, have you ever attended David's Tent? Um, I haven't, but it is definitely something I would like to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, as soon as you started talking about worship, I was just like, ooh, David's mm-hmm. Tent. I know the circumstances this year may be a little uh, bit different but um but yeah whenever you have a chance uh, yeah I have friends who've been and they've highly recommended it so yeah no it's it's just incredible Mm. wow um I'm curious when it comes to this generation um and this culture what do you you feel like especially your generation Mm. what are they hungering for uh Mm. the most Mm. I don't maybe approval a sense of um I think the way that you know social media is set up about getting views likes following followings followers yeah (laughs) I think that we long to have approval of people Mm -hmm. um I feel that there is a call to consecration Mm -hmm. for our generation that God is saying come on be separate be set apart for me um and I think there is a longing to be to be radical, to, to passionately believe something. Yeah. Um, and a stirring for that. And and I think only Jesus really satisfies that longing and is the only one worthy of our full devotion. Um but yeah, yeah, I don't know. And now that's I asked that question because I then want to kind of speak to those that are actually struggling with constantly wanting approval. Yeah. Or, you know, the, basically the things that you've listed, you know, I asked this question a couple of times, you know, just to different, to different people in yeah. different um, generations, you know, those that are in their teens, their twenties, you know, their thirties, their forties, um, because I really want to kind of speak to those, to those people specifically and know that you're seen, like yeah. you're not the only one having these thoughts. You're not the only one feeling like you're getting pushed. You don't, you don't quite know how to explain it but you just feel pushed like pushed in your spirit pushed in your soul and and I feel that's the wave of culture kind of telling you one way to live um which we know doesn't lead to life it doesn't lead to satisfaction at all and the question you know that I've asked people too is you know why Jesus and you've you've already answered you've you know you've already shared it's like the only the only place and the only area that you'll feel complete peace or complete approval is by the one who actually made you. Definitely. And that is like, that is such an audacious, you know, statement, you know, to make, but, you know, for those um, that might be listening that, you know, you're just like, I just kind of came across this podcast and wanted to hear about like a spoken word thing. didn't know that they were going to talk about faith. I would just encourage you to really give God a chance. Like, I feel like God's already been chasing you down like he's already pursuing us. He's the one that's pursuing us. It's just a matter of us slowing down and just responding um, as well. Um, I'm going to go through some of my, kind of be like rapid fire 
yeah, uh, okay. questions. I know we just kind of free flowed in this conversation and I was going all over the place, not following my notes at all, just so you know. <laughs> wow. Oh man. You've, you've kind of already shared um, the things that are passionate on your heart and the things that you are drawn to in terms of um, being artistic and, and, but you've also talked about you're studying law and you want to be in the secular sphere. Like mm. how um, do you see one more so for the church and one more so for sort of outreach or do you, are they, and I asked this question with purpose because for those that feel like they have a calling, you know, in one sphere, you know, or that's just for the church, but also they feel a calling. Like, how do you, na- this is the question, the real question. How do you navigate mm. uh, those two things when you feel you know, passionate about one thing in the church, but also calling, you know, outward. Yeah, yeah. I think recognizing that we're called to be full-time Christians. Um, Oh, I like that phrase. Reading like um, the Bible and stuff, the way that people lived, the way that the New Testament people lived, it was everything was about Jesus. And um, I guess I'm not in the workplace just yet. Um, I've had part-time jobs and things where I've tried to model how do I work as though I'm working for you? How do I be a light here? Um, but kind of seeing the holistic picture, like everything you do is for God. It's not like church is my serving of him or those who are on platforms are really serving God. Whereas I'm just a cleaner. What am I doing? It's everything we do is for God. And he sees us in every place that we are. And even the small decisions to honour him, the, the decisions of integrity, the decisions not to steal, not to lie about your hours, to do a job properly, um, all of that brings him glory and is, is something that pleases him. And so I guess the balance would be, you know, prayerfully considering where should I put my most of my time and, and journeying that through, but not feeling like non-ministry is, is second class um, or isn't serving God, but seeing the opportunity in both. Oh, that is, that's powerful. I absolutely love the the phrase full-time Christian. (laughs) Like that I think makes it so clear and so concise. And, and also I love that you mentioned prayerfully consider like Mm -hmm. where your, where your energy should be going, you know, to the most. And, 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 you know, it changes season to season as well for certain things. And I think that kind of brings us right back around full circle to prayer and, you know, the importance of it because it is, it's meant to be an everyday, um, yeah. an everyday thing. I mean, the word says, you know, pray without ceasing and, you know, you can kind of, we can explore and start to unpack that in, you know, some fresh ways as well. But um, before we, you know, close this conversation, I would love for you to pray for us and mm-hmm. whatever's on your heart to pray for those that might be listening. I know we, we covered a variety of things, you know, just from, from prayer to relationships, to seeing the bigger mm-hmm. picture, um, you know, yeah. to just a lot of things. And so whatever God puts on your heart, but, um, before you mm-hmm. just pray over us, um, I always ask, uh, this question towards the end of, uh, my conversations because it's called like Patrice's playlist. Um, I also love music. I love all kinds mm-hmm. of music and different genres. And I always ask uh, my guests, um, what are three artists or three songs that are currently on mm. your playlist uh, now? Just so we're introduced to either yeah. some new music or 
or reminded of music, you know, that we already love. So curious, what's on your playlist? Um, so I'm loving The Blessing. I don't know if it's, if it's a big thing over there. It is here. Um, yeah. A lot of UK people are doing covers of The Blessing and um, by Carrie Job and her husband. So yeah, loving The Blessing. I like listening to Maverick City. I don't know if you're familiar with them, um, but I love their yes. sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and just, you know, the freedom that they have in worship. Um, as well as yes. their soulful singing is great. Um, yeah. And also um, Stephen Furtick's church, I've forgotten what they're called right now, um, but they have a song, I think it's called Rattle, Rattling. Um, and it's, I think, the Isaiah prophecy about dry bones rattling. Yeah, um, oh, is, I think it's... Um, I've got the wrong name. Because um, I have it on my phone as well. <laughs> So, uh, I want to say the right title too. I just (laughs) looked at it. Um, Graves into Gardens. Yep. You're the second uh, guest that has mentioned that song right now in this season. Powerful. (laughs) Yeah. Those, you're listing like all my jams, lady. Like all (laughs) jams. (laughs) Yes, the blessing. Yeah, people are blowing that up. Uh, over here in America. And um, you also mentioned Maverick City, which, yeah, anytime I just want to start like weeping before the Lord, (laughs) it's like, it gets me every time. And so I'll leave um, some links for you guys um, in the show notes uh, where you can find those songs that she mentioned because, and those artists, it's incredible. Mm. Also, I'm curious, when you have your quiet time. Do you play music? Do you not? Does it change? Like how, like what does your quiet time or I know sometimes quiet time is not quiet. (laughs) I'm doing air quotes for everyone who can't see me, but, um, but yeah, how, what, what's an example of maybe like your, your time with God and for someone who's like trying to navigate this maybe for the first time. Yeah. So I don't currently include listening to music. Um, So it's, it's mainly just reading the Bible and prayer. And so I usually start by praying that, like getting myself in the right headspace, and uh, you know, just praying, committing to God the time that I'm about to spend. Um, and then I'm working through a, year, a Bible in a year plan. And so I go through that each day um, and try to read it prayerfully. So, you know, not just reading to tick off a box, but reading, stopping, pausing, journaling sometimes, you know, praying through, okay, Lord, David said he felt this when he worshipped you. I want to feel that. Um, or, you know, I don't understand this part of the Old Testament. Would you, would you help me to see something in it? Um, and, then, and then kind of just praying at the end as well. So that's how I do my quiet time. But I also try to have a worship time um, regularly as well. And I've got a piano. And so I, I kind of sing myself um, for that. So do you still oh, do awesome. worship, but not always as part of the... Yeah. Do you do your, your times with God in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon? Or how, what's sort yeah. of your... Your routine. The first thing I do when I wake up, so have a shower and then having my time with Jesus. Um, I think it's so helpful to set the day. Um, you know, there's a principle of first, isn't there? We bring our first fruits to the Lord and yeah. um, the first of all we have. And so even though there might be a whole list of things I need to do that day, like oh, I need to make sure I've revised this and whatever it is, um, saying to God, no, you're my first priority here is, I think it's powerful not yeah. to put him at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Um, to say you, you get the first. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. I felt a little conviction right there. <laughs> e. 
<laughs> yes. Nothing wrong with having it at another time. No, but I like that. I, I do mine mostly in the morning. Um, yeah. First thing, I try to do it even before I get little physically get out of the bed because mm-hmm. as soon as I hit the ground, I start to, you know, it's just all the things, you know, start. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm ready, I'm ready. Oh, 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 oh. And so when I've, I remember several years ago where I just felt Holy Spirit whisper to me, this is like, if, if you're wanting more of me, cause I know I was crying out like, God, I need more of you. And, and where I'm working in the entertainment industry, I just need more of you. And he's like, it's a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. You have to make this a non-negotiable. Absolutely. It's a discipline. Yeah. It's a non-negotiable though. <laughs> it's like, am yeah. I going to eat today? Pretty yeah. non-negotiable for me. Yeah. So the same with now, um, depending on what season I'm in, like my phone is usually always on airplane mode um, over the night. So I'm not getting bombarded with calls or text messages. So I'm still able to go to a Bible app. Um, You know, some people, I I have my physical Bible as well, um, but I love having the different versions and, you know, the word searches and all of that. And so I'm able to look at my, you know, my phone without any distractions. There's no notifications going on. And at least meditate and chew on, you know, a verse, you know, whether, and I'm, I'm in a, I can't even say a year long, I I get stuck in books for like six months, you know, you know, right now we're in Isaiah um, and I'm just like, we're going to be here for a while. I can already feel it, but like making sure Mm -hmm. that I'm constantly going back to that place with the Lord. And I loved what you said. It's not just about ticking off a box, Mm -hmm. like, okay. And we did it. Yeah. Um, mm. to really get still and to pause and yeah. to be, you mentioned this word earlier in our conversation to be intentional. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a, pra- it is a practice. The more you do it, yeah. you know, the stronger you become in, in that. And so, wow, I just, I feel so encouraged by talking to you and Same. man, this has just been I just feel like you unloaded some gems from heaven for people and just the way that you share um, is just such a blessing. Your voice is so pleasant to listen to. I mean, it's just, it's such a blessing. And so I would just love for you to, to close us in prayer and just to bless those of us that have the honor of listening to, to you speak and to sh- for you to share what you've shared. So. Of course, yeah, I'll pray. Mm. Father, we thank you that you are here with us now. We thank you that wherever people are who are listening, and whether it be in a car, in the house, Father, we thank you that your presence is everywhere. We thank you for for those of us who believe in you, have accepted you, you live inside of us. Father, we just thank you for your closeness. We thank you for the words that we've been able to speak and to to share. Father, we thank you that wherever we are in the whole world, that there is a family of believers. And Jesus, we just pray that you would be helping us to fall more in love with you. Whatever stage of life we're at, Father, whether we're single, uh, whether we're married, whether we're dating, uh, whether we feel um, like we're not good enough or whether we feel that Mm. we're great, Father, I pray that we would see what you see and feel what you feel about ourselves and about those around us. Holy Spirit, I just pray for peace and joy to fill those listening now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm. Ah. Well, (laughs) 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you, Patrice. You're doing a great job, you know. You really are. Well done inspiring people and facilitating conversations. Mm. Ah. Wow. Mm. Well, thank you mm. for taking the time and for being so kind. No. Um, you've blessed my socks off today. Oh. <laughs> and I needed that prayer. So if it was just for me, I know it wasn't just for me, but if it was just for me, yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, it's okay. Wow. Um, again, if you want to find Bethany, if you guys want to just thank her, um, you can find her on Instagram or um, you can find me on uh, Together Good Co on Instagram as well. And just let, let us know what you thought of this conversation. If questions arise or you want to share some news with us um i'd love to hear and love to just continue to pray with you guys as well um this has been a blessing bethany um are you working on any other spoken word um pieces currently they're taking um a back piece i think my next one might be on revival um but i might just wait till my exams are finished (laughs) (laughs) okay we're gonna be looking forward to that one we're gonna be looking forward to that so uh, thank, you thank you again. Thank you. thank you. And I'll be praying for you as well. Be oh. praying the right person comes along at the right time. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I received those prayers. I need them. I mean. I mean. I mean. I literally feel so refreshed after listening to this conversation with Bethany. It was so good, and I I pray that you were incredibly blessed, that you learned something that you didn't know um, before about prayer, or that you were encouraged in something that you did know about prayer, and that this stirs up um, a deeper passion for your own personal prayer life, and that you would really get to encounter the presence of God as you pray, that it wouldn't be a chore or just something that like the weird religious people <laughs> like do, but that it would be as natural as me talking to you right now. I can't see you right now, but I'm talking to you as if you're right here with me. So you will definitely be able to connect with Bethany. I'm going to leave links um, to her Instagram page, um, the church that she mentioned, um, and some other uh, things that we talked about as well. It will be in the show note links. So wherever you're streaming or listening to this, if you actually click on the episode, you might be able to see those links right there. Um, And if not, you can go to my website, togethergoodco.com and go to the podcast page. And when you click on her episode, you'll see a whole section that has uh, some website links for you to click on and find out um, more about her and then definitely hear her spoken word piece if you haven't heard it already. And I'll also leave a link to the additional spoken word piece. Um, well, it's not an additional piece. It's the same one, but the one that I originally heard by someone who was actually covering it. Um, and then they gave her credit and that's how I basically found her. So anyhow, um, I hope this sends you out into some great sort of adventure online just to find more encouragement. I am praying for you. You are loved and God is with you. And I will talk to you and share another conversation on the next episode of Patrice's Playlist. Thank you for being with me.